let's go ahead and dive into it. And that's what I've learned after managing 30 plus websites, because your website is the only tool that can sell for you 24 seven. And if you're managing it internally, a lot of one person marketing teams or even you know, small marketing teams or just small teams in general, it can feel like a part-time job managing the website. And it really is a part-time job, especially if you're producing a lot of content. So let's review a few things that I have learned after managing 30 plus websites over the course of 10 years, especially in the transportation industry. Now, first, let's talk about the technology side of things. Now, it's super boring, but it's very important. But your hosting, your hosting matters a great deal and impacts the overall user experience and your SEO rankings. So your hosting is a big reason why sites crash and load slow, which is what you will typically experience if you're on one of those super cheap hosting plans, you know, the like five or $8 a month hosting plans that typically means that you are on what's called a shared server. So your website, site is hosted. Think of it as like almost like a file storage system. If you have a bunch of different companies with their file storage systems in one sort of giant Dropbox folder, then the size of one folder can affect the the performance and the functionality of all of the other folders within that one Dropbox account. So thinking of it from that lens, that that's why a lot of these different you know, low tier hosting platforms will give you this, uh, they, they will give you the cheap prices, but like with most things in life, you get what you pay for. So with a lot of, if you're experiencing a slow load time and you're on one of those cheap plans, that's probably why your site is loading very slow. Now there's other factors that can play a role in that as well, but you could use a tool like GT metrics. It's a free site. You can go to, I think it's gtmetrics.com. You take the URL of your website, plug it into that platform, and you can see how fast your site is loading. Now, it used to be that your site needs to load 100%, you know, in 10 seconds or less. But modern day internet users, especially when it comes to mobile browsing, you really need to aim for three seconds or less for a loading time for your site. Anything around eight to 10 seconds, you really want to get that report. And if it's over 10 seconds, yeah, you definitely want to get that report and you want to pass it off to a developer that can go into your site and do some optimization and make sure your images are the right size, that your, your, that certain content is loading before, you know, maybe resource heavy content, uh, things like that, where they can really optimize your site. Also caching is a, a big issue with websites. You want to make sure that you're caching your site regularly. Now, speaking of, you know, load times and caching and all of that stuff, you also want to make sure that you have a CDN installed on your site or integrated into your site. Now, CDN stands for Content Delivery Network. And it pretty much means that if you are located in Los Angeles and you're trying to go to a website that is primarily hosted on a server in New York, what a CDN will do is instead of you, your data talking, you know, from LA to New York, which probably isn't that long in the grand scheme of things, but it does take an extra few seconds for those two networks to talk to each other. But if you have a CDN, a CDN, that content delivery network has servers set up all over the country. And so, or all over the world, depending on, you know, the type of company that you're working with. And so with you, if you have a CDN, then instead that Los Angeles person is going to get your site loaded from a server in Las Vegas, instead of a site that's located in 
New York. So a CDN is really important, especially if you are a content-heavy site or if you have a lot of applications running on your domain, um, different TMS software integrations, things like that. If you have that on a subdomain, all of that matters. And having a CDN is the one way to alleviate the extra load time for all of the resources that your site is really commanding when a user tries to arrive there from wherever they're located. So a CDN is really important and also an SSL certificate. An SSL certificate basically tells the web, you know, I'm a legitimate company, I'm a legitimate person, and I do my best practices or you you participate in best practices in order to keep your website secure, um, protecting from bots, protect, protecting from hackers. And so keeping that in mind, the SSL certificate is, you know, sometimes when you go to a website and you can see uh, a kind of a warning sign that says, you know, this site isn't secure. That's typically what it means is that they don't have an SSL certificate installed. And the quick way that you can tell that usually when you're in a browser and the browser will have a little lock symbol right next to your domain name. So if they have that little lock symbol or they have a domain name that starts with HTTPS instead of HTTP, then that means it is a secure site. Now, if it, HTTP sites are still, you know, somewhat okay to have on the web, but if you're doing any kind of interaction, you know, form fills, uh, requests for quotes, um, especially e-commerce, you absolutely want to have an SSL certificate installed on your site. A lot of different places will offer these for free. You just have to renew it every quarter, which requires additional developer help. But the overwhelming majority of SSL certificates last for a year. If you're with a provider like a GoDaddy, they will sometimes charge you for three years in order to keep you on their plans for longer. So they'll give you an SSL certificate that's good for three years, when in reality, you really only need one year at a time. And it's pretty much a, a pretty automatic process in order to get that certificate renewed each year or each quarter if you want to go the free route. So that's important. Now, especially for WordPress websites, you want to make sure that you stay on top of updates and plugins. Make sure you have someone that is regularly updating the site, whether it's on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. I would advise monthly basis, sometimes weekly basis, depending on how feature-rich your site is. And so make sure that you are focusing on the updates because if you don't update something, especially with a plugin, then that's just a way for you know hackers and nefarious actors in order to gain access to your site. So make sure you have a regular update plan. And usually you can accomplish this with a, you know, a managed agency that is managing your site on a regular basis. They're primarily focused on making those updates for you. And then on the flip side, you also want to make sure that you have someone that you can contact in case of emergencies, especially if you're on I mentioned earlier about if you are on one of those shared hosting plans, your site can go down much more frequently than other sites if you are on your own plan. But if you're on a shared plan, you have the, you, I've experienced this before where my site has experienced a lot of traffic. It took my site down. It took other sites that were on the shared server down. And so that's where it's, it's sort of a compounding effect after that. So I needed to have somebody in case of emergencies that could go right in and fix the issue and fix what the problem is immediately. So unless you, I would advise two different types of agencies or two different types of companies to help you with this, or maybe you have an internal developer that can help you with it, but you want to make sure you have someone that's updating your site on a regular basis. And then you want to make sure that you have somebody that you can contact in case of emergencies. A lot of times it's going to be the same person that you're going to contact for both, but it's good to have both options because the last thing you want to do when your site is down is you want to frantically find you know the person who's handling your account and a lot of times they might have things that are already on their plate that they're already scheduled to do
do that day. And it's not really worth it for them to drop everything that they have to do in order to take care of your site, especially if you're on one of those cheaper hosting plans. That's why I advise that if you're going to invest in a quality website, invest in a hosting plan that's not the bottom of the barrel offerings. And then also make sure that you have somebody that you can contact for regular updates that's handling those updates for you. And then also someone that you can contact in case of emergencies. So those are the the two big things, especially when it comes on the technology side of things. And then also lastly, I want to add to secret shop your own website. This is incredibly important, especially from a mobile and a desktop experience. You want to make sure that your forms are working, that your social media links are working because these are the primary actions that you want somebody to take on your website. And the worst thing that could happen is you are you're working on your site and you figure out that a form isn't working or that a link isn't working and you have no idea how long it has been that that how long it's been messing up. And so if you regularly secret shop your own website, you can catch those instances where that happens much more quickly. And then you can create a better user experience for folks that are coming to your site because you want them to complete the forms. You want them to follow you on social media. So it's important that you secret shop your own website, both in desktop and mobile experiences. And even if you know some of the things are working, but you maybe want to see something in a little bit of a different way, secret shopping your own website, and then having a document where you can just write down everything that you like, everything that you want to see improved, um, everything that you want, you know, maybe adjust it a little bit, write down all of those things, that document, and then you can pass that on to your developer agency or your marketing agency, and they can take care of that for you. Now on the marketing side of things, what I've learned is that microsites are much easier to manage and create and launch than a full-blown website redesign. So for a lot of sales folks out there, even a lot of marketing folks out there, if you're going to be going to conferences, if you're going to be going to special events, if you need you know, specialized marketing materials and it's just not in the budget to, or in the framework or in the time period to redesign your site in order to accommodate those needs, ask about having a microsite. Now, a microsite is one landing page or it's three to five pages, especially for like a conference, like F3 is coming up. So a, a great communication plan for that would be a microsite, maybe three pages that oh, that's essentially a digital sales brochure that you can hand out and you can allow people to maybe scan a QR code or go to a direct link in order to you know take advantage and see the messaging that is on that microsite. So microsites are way easier because then they don't involve a larger you know executive oversight, executive overview, and where things can get complicated anytime more people get involved than technically should be, especially in a website redesign. They want to redo everything instead of just making one simple microsite to achieve one simple goal. So aim for if you want to get, you know, some new digital information, you know, out into the world, wherever you're working, you know, conferences, events, things like that, aim for choosing a microsite over adding additional new pages, which has a lot of like legal and corporate, you know, things that you got to jump through, hoops you got to jump through in order to make those things happen in a realistic time frame. So aim for microsites if you want to get something up quickly and um, for future events. Also, get Google Anal- Analytics and Search Console installed. Make sure you're installing Google Analytics 4 because Universal Analytics, what they've been running off of for years, is going away by next summer. So Google Analytics 4 is the answer to all of the privacy concerns, privacy regulations that have been coming out you know, over the years, GDPR, CCPA, all of those different 
different, you know, laws and regulations that are coming through the pipeline, especially here in the U.S. as well. So get Google Analytics for installed on your site and then Search Console. Search Console is a goldmine of low-hanging fruit when it comes to organic SEO and how folks are finding your business. Both of those tools are free and both of those take minimal time in order to integrate into your site. A lot of plugins exist on, you know, not just WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, you know, some of these other website builders that you can directly integrate right away with Google Analytics and Search Console. So just make sure you get both of those added. Then I would say to start with social media, skip the blog, focus on one or two platforms, and then make sure that content appears on your site. Very simple workflow that you could incorporate today is if you're writing LinkedIn posts regularly, especially a text-based post, then you could take that exact same post, copy and paste it right into a blog article on your site. And so that turns into content on your site. And then once you have content on your site, it creates what's called a a ping to your RSS feed. If you have an RSS feed, which 99% of websites have an RSS feed, then you can set up some additional cool functionality where it's like automatic emails out to your entire audience, your your entire subscriber base. Um, That's probably one of my favorite automations. I talk a lot about automations on, on here, but automations that make sense. And that is one automation that you can really, really get, you know, a lot of your content distribution nailed down with having, you know, uh, a blog post to email notification automation set up. I know that's kind of like a word salad right there, but start with social media, repurpose that information back over to your website. And then that way you're creating a resource on your website for folks that are arriving to your site. So Let's, uh, after we talked about that, website copy is another big one. Make sure it's about your visitor, not necessarily about you. Keep your accolades and things like that. Keep them mostly reserved to your About Us page or, you know, some of those high impact pages where trust is really an important option. So make sure that you are focusing on those as well. Um, make the copy about the user, not necessarily about you. And then finally, use real images of your team, of your office. Real photos go a long way. You can spot a stock photo a mile away. So taking photos with an iPhone, having you know employees take photos while they're out at an employee event or a meetup, all of those photos go a long way into making your website stand out from everybody else. People can, can spot a stock photo from a mile away, so you might want to focus on getting some real images, even if they aren't, you know, the most photographer friendly or most photographer, I guess, elite level style that a photographer would bring. Or you can always just hire a local photographer to come in and snap the office in order to make sure that you have those good photos that you can use on your social media and your email campaigns, um, ad campaigns, the whole works. So those are a few of my big tips on the technology and the marketing side of running your business. Because like I said, your website is the only tool that can sell for you 24-7. So making sure that that experience is a, a, a great one for your audience is how you get more conversions on your site and those conversions leading to customers because that's really what it all boils down to is making that experience great for those leads to convert. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Everything is Logistics, a podcast by Digital Dispatch, where we help your company build a better website. And speaking of my company, I founded it back in 2018, but we recently streamlined our website services plans. So if you want to check out how we can help you and your marketing team build a better website and connect those ROI goals, then go visit digitaldispatch.io. 
You can also check out past episodes of this show and every show by hitting up the resources page on digitaldispatch.io or on everythingislogistics.com. I do some freelance content projects for select clients. And if you liked this show, then you might like some of the other content projects that I've worked on, like Cyberly, Maritime Means, and more. But until next time, I'm Blake Brumleave, and I will see you real soon. Go Jags!